Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, traders and investors. Are you guys ready for another morning right here on Pre-Market Prep where you get all the information to get your trading day started? Excited to talk about today's action. Of course, the release of the U.S. Federal Beige Book due later today. We'll definitely talk about that. The Far Out Apple event. Don't miss that. Of course, 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll give a little bit of conversation on that. Coupa Software, NIO, uh, Newell Brands, Wolf Research, Upgrading Pinterest, Rocket Labs, and Google all in today's action. And of course, we got our special guest today, Rob McLister, editor of Mortgage Logic News and founder of DFS Hub. Ready to get into it. Rise and shine. It's time to start the day with none other than pre market prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders. Let's go, go ahead and bring on Joel O'Connor, Dennis Dick, and let's get into this wow. market. Looks like we got ourselves a little leak. Ah, uh, boy, oh boy. Let's uh, run down everything. We're down a buck fifty, thirty-nine oh nine. I'm talk about the high and low for a second. Crude up thirteen cents at eighty-seven oh one. Gold flat seventeen thirteen. Silver up 14.7 at 18.05. Bitcoin, we're in the 18 handle now, folks. Clinging to the low of the move. Actually made a new low of the move. Down a, down a quarter at 18.16.10. And Ethereum, uh, up big yesterday. Gives it all back, reverses. Hasn't made a new low for the move yet. Down 61.50 at 14.90. So uh, Triple D, uh, we opened up. I checked the spoos, uh, you know, middle of the night up. We, we took out uh, the low of the move. So I'm thinking, okay, we're going to one of these down 50 mornings. And then I wake up and we're trading near the highs of the session. And then we lose 10 handles. I think, could this just be a chop day? A oh, really it's a choppy chop day? year. And I mean, again, if you're chasing moves, you are not listening to this show. Because not what at all. has been working has been fading moves. Yesterday, holy macro, just fading all of those moves. Money-making day fading. for the day trader, I'll tell you that. Up, down, up, down, up, down, all over the place. You know, we were... We're up. Oh, no, we give it all back. Oh, no, we rally it all back. Oh, no, we give it all back. Oh, no, when we chop around. This is what 2022 has been. It's been the year of chop. Yes, we have leaked. Yes, we have had an overall downtrend. But there has been a lot of chop in that downtrend. Nothing has been smooth. You think you're going to short it and forget it? 
shorting's been painful too because there's been some mm -hmm. wicked rallies, you know, wicked little short squeezes inside this major overall downtrend. So I think we still had lower overall, but again, we got to continue to play the chop, fading moves, buying dips, selling rips, shorting rips, buying dips. That's the recipe for success in 2022. Nope. The, the bottom line is we made a new low for the move, right? We had talked about, you know, holding the lows from last week. We made a new low for the move by, by a decent margin. That's not a good thing. And we made a new closing low for the move. So, I mean, just strictly based on the price action, it's hard. It's hard. I'm not saying we're not going to try and predict a turnaround, uh, but uh, <laughs> unchanged 38, 10 and a half, 39, 10 and a half, man. You, probably drive yourself crazy looking at that this morning a good signal would have been that bitcoin had been just getting tanked on lately and we've been seeing how the correlation has been more along you know when the market's down bitcoin's down but when bitcoin's down does that mean the market's down i mean right now you're seeing bitcoin down towards eighteen thousand, and it was down pretty big yesterday i was trying to find a reason for it but who knows Maybe that gave us a little bit of a sign that we're getting some. Should we talk Bitcoin? Reasons my tweet from two days ago. <laughs> I, I said I think Bitcoin's going under ten thousand. I'm going to stick with that. I think under ten. Under ten. That was I my said. number. I said that when it was twenty, about a, maybe two or three days ago. It wasn't very long ago. So I think it's going under ten. My I sweet think there's spot. A pain trade. There's been a pain trade everywhere. There's going to be more of a pain trade. And some people in other cryptocurrencies, like, what are you talking about? There's been so much pain, and it's true. But I mean, we're still in this, you know, new world where stuff, you know, is inflated. I mean, you're you're putting money into something that is is you know maybe going to be a currency of the future, but really, it's just numbers. So it's hard. And um, you know, I've been on the bearish side of Bitcoin here for a long time. You guys know that on the show, I was bullish for a little while there because it seemed like you know there was a story. Stories ended in 2020 in January or what it was it February 2021. Stories were all over. The story stocks, you know, it's now about fundamentals. There is no fundamentals. I mean, is there a case where you could transact in it? It's possible, um, you know. And I can see a use case. I don't think it's a zero, but I don't think it's this easy sledding up to a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, a million. I just don't see it. I think it's going under ten. You know when the absolute top was? You should remember this. Yeah, well, a call. Yeah. It was on when Saturday Night Live. Must yeah, go on Saturday exactly. Night Live. Yep, yep. We yep. called it. We called it a week ahead of it, saying this is going to be the topping event. I even started a hashtag: S SNL topping event for crypto. SNL now, topping. I, I will. I will be in the camp. Right. I will be in the camp that we can go back there. In some stocks, I don't think we're ever going back there. In Bitcoin, I think we could go back there eventually, in the long run. But. Who knows? That's just I, I don't. It, nobody knows anything in the long run. You know, all we can do is you know feel out short-term momentum, and you know, and 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 it gives us a good feel it's for true. what the overall. And and obviously, there's you know going to be people who aren't going to like that. You know, hearing you know it's going to come back. Like I said, I know that one person, friend friend of a friend, who had oh. four four houses, put it all in Bitcoin at fifty-five thousand, sold all the houses, had worked his whole life, sold all the houses, put it all in Bitcoin. At fifty-five thousand, and now it's down to fifteen. And if you talk to him, he says it's okay because eventually it's going up to a million. I'm going to be rich. So I mean, that might be the case. But do you think everybody just gets rich? Do you think all these crypto people is that how it works? You know, you just like oh, it eventually just works out, and you just get rich. 
that's not really how the market works. So I think it's going a hell of a lot lower before it ever sees a hundred thousand. And uh, also, I mean, you know, we we, we talk about um, you know the market circumstances. <laughs> they're 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 a lot different this time. I mean, you you're in a rising interest rate environment, right? With higher, we haven't we haven't faced this kind of uh, economic uncertainty with rising interest rates, rampant inflation macro issues with you know the two uh you know two other uh supposed superpowers i mean it's just a whole different ball of wax it's not the same and then you think covid was covid was one thing right now you're looking at like three covids you know with with everything that's going on so um you know the numbers speak for themselves and uh man it's just the the days that that bother me the most are friday and monday friday man we were higher. That jobs number that was good. Then you give it back, right? So we were down. I look from the where the high where we were down in the reversal yesterday. Or they pumped it Sunday night. They pumped it Monday. We pumped it on the open. Boom! The liquidity comes in at nine thirty, and they flush it down the toilet. So those are the worst kind of day. And then a day like today, you know, yeah, you were down twenty or thirty. They get it up thirteen. Back down in the red in the 10. Those they are, can't hold it for more that's than 24 bad hours. In, that's They're bad just not holding any gain. Rips have been sold so hard on everything here. There are money managers that chase that last move saying, okay, yeah, we're out of the woods. We know Kramer started getting bullish right at the top of the last move three weeks ago. And, you know, it's just not the market to chase it. you got to take off those chasing shoes because this is what you learned in 2020. You chase and you make money. And you learned in the beginning of 2021. That's not the way the markets work. Chasing doesn't work. I take you back to that story when I first started bright trading in the Detroit office in 1999. And I had that one person sitting beside me and he was chasing every move. And I was just learning from him. I didn't know anything back then, just learning. I'm like, holy mackerel. I'm like, as you chase, you know, then it's, it turns and it turns and it turns. And he kept getting caught on the turns because he's like, okay, this is going. Okay, I'm going to get in this now because this one's going. And then it turns. He's buying just at the tops. Chasing does not work with trading. It worked in 2020, taught you all the wrong stuff, does not typically work. So if you're chasing moves in 2022, you are getting punished for it, and rightfully so. All right. Now, today, definitely pay attention to the release of the U.S. Federal Reserve page book due later today. And, of course, European Central Bank policy decision is on Thursday. So keep that in mind. Definitely going to be affecting the markets tomorrow. Of course, if you guys don't know what the page book is, it's published eight times a year uh, right before the FOMC meetings. And this is data uh, compiled by 12 district banks. Uh, about the economic conditions that they see in their respective uh, economies, the regional economies. So it's a little bit of a deeper dive look, more in a regional outlook from the banks. It's a report given out there. So if you want to do a little bit deeper dive in economic, you could take a look at the Beige Book, but understand that it will kind of have some effect on the thinking of investors. And if you want to break it down, you hope it's terrible. it's gonna be they're gonna call it like uh i mean the economy seems strong lately i mean we've gotten good numbers yesterday when the non-pmi uh manufacturing so uh, this just leaves room for the fed to continue hiking until they see truly are they gonna go a stick i mean is that the thing that people are worried about no they're gonna go 75 they're gonna go 75 
I think it's kind of a given. I think it's a given about this one. Now everyone's looking forward towards what's after this. I think it's almost a given already. I think that's why the market is also maybe coming down. I think it's already pricing it in. Um, But we'll see what happens there. Let's uh, definitely pay attention to see what happens. If you guys see some shake up there, it's something to keep on watch. Um, And then let's get into the Apple event, the far out Apple event at 1 p.m. Eastern today. I don't know why they called it far out, but who knows about that one. Uh, Let's take a look at what's going to be happening. Of course, release of iPhone. Um, You'll have some new mentions from different products, different watch. Um, But really, I don't see anything new here. And I just feel like this is it's just it's insane to me that Apple can just kind of wash products every two years and we just end up buying it anyways that, that's the same product the same it's a products. Good point. yeah it's <laughs> a very good point mitch um you know at a certain point in time how much have they wa- milk the iphone i mean the watch i don't know how many people even buy the watch but how how long have we you know been talking about you know the iphone it's like half the revenue it's a cash mm-hmm. cow i mean people aren't going away from them so that's a good thing. But we need to get some new products here eventually. You know, Gene's talked about maybe they're working on a car. We're going to have that or something else eventually here. I just, you know, the reason I've hedged my entire Apple position, my long-term stake that I've had for a decade, is just the fact that I don't think the multiple is justified anymore. And that's, <laughs> you know, obviously I was early on it again. I was hedging 155, 160 on the way back up after it was at 130. And it went to 170. Now it's back down here below where I hedged it. Um, but still, I just see it at 25 times earnings in a rising interest rate environment. Like, just go back to, you know, put your CFA hat on. When you bring up that discount rate, when you bring up that, you know, risk-free rate, all multiples contract because it's just based on time value of money. So you're paying 25 times earnings. Maybe that works when interest rates are 2%. Maybe it works when interest rates are even two and a half. You start getting up to four, four, five, six, seven. And I don't know if we're going that high, but you know, we're 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 well into the fours, you know, on a risk-free rate. I know that like I said on the Canada, the GICs in Ontario are, are well into the fours now. I mean, it's gotta hit eventually. That's why I just take off the blinders and just look overall. And this is what nobody does, I think. Just take the overall picture. And just get a feel. You can get caught up in the beige booking, caught up in the minutiae of, you know, your technical charts and all this other stuff. The big picture is the Fed is trying to bring the economy to a slow, to slow it down to get a hold of inflation. And they're not going to stop until it does slow down. If stocks are based on prices that, you know, are derived from economic activity, stock prices got to go down. So eventually the Fed wins. Don't fight the Fed. So there's just no reason to just come in here and say, yes, today is the bottom, because even if inflation has peaked, we're so far from 2%. This Fed's not coming and bailing out this market. In, uh, 2%. I mean, that, why, I mean, I saw an article about it. I mean, we're not going back to 2%. Maybe never. Yeah. Maybe I never. Mean, it's, it's, it's an historical standard that, you know, is just it needs to be adjusted. Because if they're just keep using that, then they're, I mean, yeah, but you can beat say that. Never going to get it. They're going to beat it down. They're, they're going to beat it down. It. They're going to come and say, you know what? 4% is okay. I should have read that article. I highly of. doubt that. that but that Powell did like say that. that, Joel. And that's the major issue. And that's, you yeah, know, me and Mitch have been saying. I mean, 
th- this is the major issue is Powell in that last speech at yeah, Jackson Hole. I mean, I haven't heard a single I'll, I'll mention of that two percent change said, outlook. Said nothing that oh, we're going to adjust up to three or four percent. The market, or even the mention that we'll think about it. There hasn't even been that. Like if they mentioned, oh, we'll think about changing the two percent outlook, but they haven't even thought about thinking about it. Like it's just two percent is set. That 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 doesn't seem to change. And another thing, if they start changing it to four percent or six percent. The narrative that they've been giving us will just seem like a lie. They're not backing down. I don't There's think no they're going to be put anymore. The Fed one thing, put is gone. They play extreme. They're going to play extreme until this market is in recession and the economy is just deteriorating. Then they'll flip. But the economy's not doing that. That's the thing. that's the hard thing. So they so won't they, yeah. stop. Until so they it won't does. stop exactly because this gives them more money. This gives them more ammo when they want to cut. You're right. It's more ammo. It's not hurting them that the it, economy's not flushing right them. away. That gives them more ammo. They're not worried they, about it. They're if putting if, bullets in the chamber like crazy right now, you know, and, and and the fact that we can eventually lower these rates. So I just Yeah, that talk about lowering rates in twenty three. I mean, I don't know where that that's is. That's what still, they want. There's still they, analysts saying that. Still well that might happen. That. that could happen is if you know we just fall off a cliff here and they gotta back down. I mean, the worst case for this market would be stagflation, and that's not off the table here either. So, again, there's just so many things to worry Amen. about. You want to pay 25, taking back to Apple, do you want to pay 25 times earnings in this environment? Are you nuts? That's what I say. That's why I was like, you know what? I got to hedge this. I got to hedge it's it. I got to do something. They're, well, we'll see what they come out with today. Um, the you know historical pattern about you know running up into an event so there might be like a a little bit of a soft bit in there today but the market circumstances are definitely working you know the macro um everything so it hasn't had that the only thing i'm going to say is that the market the the s&ps the overall market nasdaq they've all given back a lot more than 50 percent, a lot more i mean now we are a good 80 handles through it but apple hasn't Right, so to not me, far though. Where is the fifty percent on Apple? One fifty-two and a half. We're right there. Right. I right. like well, that. I like that number from just trading perspective. But yep, if this traded at and and people don't know that Apple historically traded at twelve or fifteen times earnings for the longest it, time. For the longest time, if it went back there to those earnings, the stock's under a hundred bucks. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Man, I had Gene on a couple of weeks ago, and I'm he, he I'm looking at the article. Cycle. What? He's, but he's all about the next product, the next big thing. Like he yeah, the, the next big driver. Coming. And yeah. and he and he might be right too. Don't bet against the geniuses of Apple. I just don't pay 25 times to get right. along with them. I pay 17. I pay 18. I'd probably lift my hedge if we came back down to like 16, 17 times. Talk about you know get back down to like 110. 120 on Apple, yeah, maybe I lift the hedge. If it, if Apple Why goes not? Down, Joel, go out to the longer term chart on Apple. To think that this cannot trade back down to 110, this yeah, thing in 2020 was 50. Before COVID started, before COVID started, it was 80. You've been given a gift of multiple expansion. They did not grow the earnings that much. They didn't, they grew the earnings a bit, but not as much as the stock looked it because the multiple just expanded most of this move 
is multiple expansion. Multiples are contracting right now. Why does Apple get a pass? Because it's Apple. Because it's a good maybe. question. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, but you used to say why, but three years ago, we'd say, why is Apple not going to market multiple? Why does Apple trade 13 times the marketplace 19 times? So that worked out in, in you know, two years later. But I, I just now I'm the opposite. I'm like, why does it not get a market multiple lease? Why does it not come down to 19 times? Question. We'll, we'll definitely. Right. I'm gonna. I, I know. I, I had Gene on a little bit ago. I'm gonna, Dennis. We're gonna have to find a time because it's really rough for him between eight and nine. But let's find a time for you to come on uh, pre market prep plus. Sure. We'll get Gene on again, and there you uh, go. and you can rattle his cage. Well, on well, well Joe, I've been thinking about a, a, an event, so maybe I'll talk to you about it. It's uh, an outlook into 2023, and maybe we'll get a couple of guys do a little pre market prep plus event we'll talk about it all right let's go to koopa software let's take a look here at dennis is buying it i just want you to know dennis where are you buying koopa software today <laughs> go ahead man. that works so well on palo alto networks oh yeah buy this stock it's going the gap and goes or gaps and no yeah uh, i'm sorry go ahead it took, go. it took two weeks but palo alto network you <laughs> it came it came it came eps at 20 cents beating the nine cent estimate sales at 211 million beating the 204.2 million estimate koopa sees q3 adjusted eps at eight cents to 10 cents versus the six cents estimate so raising their q3 adjusted eps and also their sales uh, low end of 211 million to 214 million versus 214.06 million estimates. So the sales is kind of more in line. Uh, EPS is definitely a raise there. What do you guys Triple think? D, Koopa, Koopa. I, I, all right, you got over 64. So first thing I'll do here is I'll look at the after hours high. Does that uh, get 64.20? What am I seeing on the dailies? I see a high at 63.96. So I'm going to make 64 four-star. Um, I'll give you room up to there. D Dennis is buying it at 61.70. I'm just joking, folks, okay? Um, Dennis, you got room up to 64. <laughs> um, if, in fact, you take out 64, then, you know, Katie, bar the door on the upside. Uh, you're leaking now, and uh, it is not my expertise to uh, pick a bottom in stocks after they've been up eight bucks and they started going to retreat. So I'll let you I guys comment nothing. on that. Yeah. Chase nothing in 2022. Some, yeah, some there, there's always going to be an exception. There's always going to be a stock you wish you did chase. But overall, chasing stocks in 2022 has been the recipe to lose money. Yeah. We sound uh, like a broken record on this show. And you want to know why? Because we've been right. Well, the truth is, is that uh, if you're if you're buying pops right now in this market, it's probably just not the way to kind of trade. It hasn't worked all year, and we've consistent. been talking about that all year. It's just Sell the, the truth. Rep. Sell How the about rep. your Disney? Sell the rep. You Sell sold rep. all your Disney, Dennis. You should have gotten sold it all. Yeah, sold I sold all. three quarters of the position. I should have sold the whole dang thing. Obviously, it's coming right back down here again. It's back to where I yeah. bought it. So, um, yeah, I don't we know. buy it. No, no, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> Everything feels different. This Maybe time. under a hundred, Joel. We'll talk about that one. It depends. You got to get like the overall feel too. I mean, you know, you're sold off hard, and then you come up, and you're selling off hard again. Yeah. You know, are we gonna bounce back? Yeah, we'll have some bounce backs. You know, there's gonna be some opportunities. There's gonna be some great trading, but it's tough, man. I feel like. 
the writing is on the wall here. I don't know if we're testing the lows. What's up? And the lows are growth? still a ways away. What's with the growth trade, Dennis? It can't hold on. Will it be oh, able to hold yeah, on? Too expensive. But Disney, Disney's multiple is reasonable. So Disney's, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't mind Disney here if you got a five-year time horizon. That's why I kept a little piece. I wish I would have, you know, sold it all and then been rebuying. I think you got to date with hundred bucks here again, though. Eventually, so I don't think you need to hurry. I think maybe at a hundred. I don't know if you get into the ninety, but I think you get down near that hundred again. Um, I, I, I think I think there could be another ten points of downside here. So I'm not jumping back in right now. All right, let's keep going. Let's get towards the next stock here on the earnings, which was NIO Q2 Ooh. EPS at a loss of 20 cents, missing the loss of 17 cents. Estimated sales at 1.53 billion, beating the 1.43 billion estimate. They lowered guidance. They see Q3 revenue at uh, 1.91 billion uh, to 2.03 billion versus the 2.32 billion estimate. Sorry about the writing there. This, I see an error in my uh, headline there. Uh, but Q2 vehicle deliveries increased 14.4% year over year to 25,059 units. They see Q3 vehicle deliveries of 31,000 to 33,000 vehicles. So they expect a lot of deliveries in Q3. But Q2, what's a they, lot? What's a lot of deliveries? Uh, Thirty-one thousand to thirty-three thousand vehicles. I mean, it doesn't at least even it's matter. They garage. don't make money. <laughs> at least it's not your garage type. You know, they don't make money. They're they lose yeah. money. I, I mean, this environment here. They show me the money. Show me the money market. They show don't make me money. The money. Sixteen bucks. You want to support? You want to bring in your short? You got that June low. Uh, just looking. Yeah, at here, exactly. Four. So that's yep. where you maybe bring in a short, but I'm not going long there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ballpark in the $16 area. You did get through it a little bit, 1585. So that's what I'd be looking at for potential support. And uh boy, I mean, you could, you could, if you get a rally, you get someone that's not really paying attention to what's going on with the company. And they, this thing gets near 17, 1709 was the bottom of yesterday's range. I can even give that a longer term number. Uh, for uh, resistance. So 1585.17, we'll see how it reacts today. NIO. Yeah, one of the insights that I can give you is just look at XPEV. And I always trade these side by side NIO, XPEV, LI. There's usually one that likes to lead the move down. XPEV is actually leading the move down right now. So keep that one in watch. When you see that one turn around, maybe you see NIO turn around. What about right Tesla? Now. How's Tesla doing? You see that, that chart. and it's all, Has it's it must been quiet or is that just me? Well, there's a reason why, well, right? Twitter, he has, yeah, he has a, his lawyers telling him to. <laughs> and you've um, got the, the Twitter case here going on. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. That's started it. Here and we don't know He's trying to save his butt with the bots right now, Joel. So <laughs> You know what happened? He just got his legal bill. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, whoa. Yeah, that legal that? bill. Yeah, man, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> whoa. Well, I got to have to sell, uh, um, uh, you know, I'm going to have to sell some more stock. No, let's, let's not do that. Tesla would come down. Let's not do that. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead. Um, we can just uh, mention here. I wanted to mention that Google will be having also an event. Um, of course, they, there's the Apple event, but Google will be announcing an event on October 6th. So that's still a ways away, about a month away here at uh, the debut new phones and, and watch. Also, uh, Google CEO made comments that 
The company is trying to improve efficiency 20%. So this is something just to keep on watch. We could be getting kind of a headline coming soon from Google. Either they're cutting down products or could be cutting down some workforce. Nothing is given yet, but comments saying that he hopes to improve efficiency by 20%. Um, so we'll see what happens there in Google. Um, just, just, just hasn't performed. I mean, yeah. even on the rally, just Google, just a laggard. It's hanging you know, they, on they, right they now. Split. You know how the market went? Yeah, it's hanging on, but just relative strength. I, I, yeah, I talked before. about the relative strength Back in Apple. Lows. It's the yeah. exact opposite, where, where the market took back 50% and a little bit more. This didn't even sniff it. It needed to get to 127 and change and couldn't get over 120. Um, so Back you know, the lows. Yep. Back, horrible, horrible relative strength. Spoo's still sinking here now. We are, we got an eight handle, 38.96.75. We've given back all those early morning gains and there's some. Uh, on the downside, 83.50, that's your pre-market low. That's right there with your low from yesterday at 86.75. Money, Mitch, we're flying through the topics Let's go. Yeah, flying through the topics. Um, yeah, I think we can sneak one more in. Let's go to the Pinterest uh, upgrade here. Oh, yeah. Oh, to Wolf, Wolf, Wolf Research Wolf. here. Wolf, Wolf Research. Research Wolf. upgrading Pinterest to outperform and announcing a $28 price target. Today, I don't know today, where they, okay. Yeah, I don't know where they got this from, but who knows? Because uh, Pinterest, make uh, it up. Yeah, it, it just <laughs> seems like it, but <laughs> sounds cool. Yeah, it's twenty eight dollars. Um, we'll see if we can get up there. Triple D, um, give. Uh, I, I was amazed here. how much it, how much it was up. Triple D. Uh, well, there's a the- couple reasons. One. Um, well, let's just say before we get into the reasons why. Well, it's up today because it's not a lot of ratings, not a lot of upgrades, there so it go. stands out. You get a day that's just like 30 upgrades. It's not going to stand out as much. It stands out. Um, it's a stock that's still been holding up well. We know because Elliot's in there. Um, I don't mind this long. I said it I said it last week when the thing was 21. I kind of liked it because Elliot had come back and fill the Elliot gap. And it rallied right back up. So I think this is one I'd actually be interested in just because Elliot is in there. I mean, the overall market continues to sell off eventually. You know, a, a sinking tide sinks all ships. I guess rising tide lifts all ships. So I just said it backwards. A sinking tide will sink all ships. Um, I'm not sure if that makes any sense. But I think with Elliot involved here, it makes me kind of interested in this one. Get down there 22, 21. I don't want to chase on a day we're up a buck. But I can see you know, a potential, you know, Elliot, another headline coming in and the stock eventually trading above 24. I like this better than other ones. 23 you snuck over 23 in pre-market trading off that i'm a little surprised at that but i'll, I'll just i'll give you 2305 i mean prove you could hold the bid above 23 work our way into the 23 handle but uh you're right back there at uh what's it say when uh tuesday so hard when you skip these days friday side keep an eye on 2305 that was Friday's high. I'd actually go against this analyst outlook here. Biggest thing for me that stands out on the daily is the shadow below not filling there on that recent pullback. I could see it filling that at first, and then maybe we go for the 24, but we'll see what happens there. I've just been seeing so many shadow fills lately that if I see a shadow on the chart below it, I I, I definitely pay attention to them. You don't um, have to late- be scared of your shadow, Mitch. It's it's difficult. It's <laughs> difficult. It's it's sometimes big. It should be in this part. It's sometimes Maybe bigger than be. than I am. So you you know when they're bigger shadows than I am, I got to be a little bit careful here. 
Uh, but yeah, that Pinterest 28, I just don't see it. We'll see what happens. All right, let's get out of Pinterest. Let's go towards our guests. Let's get into it here. Uh, we got Rob McLister, editor of Mortgage Logic News and founder of DFS Hub. Let's bring on Rob. Gentlemen, how are you? Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good, Welcome good. Well, first, show. I got to give a little background here. Okay. Yeah, tell us a little bit. All right, first all right. of all, when Dennis uh, talks about the old bright days, right? Yeah, Back in what got night? one right here. Yeah, right there was uh i call him the leader of the clan man he uh he he <laughs> was a very very aggressive trader back in the days uh filter trading which uh dennis still does uh yeah. was way uh, you know way ahead of his time and then talking about being ahead of our time uh rob and i was at the early 2000s uh decided that you should be able to trade sports like stocks and so we created like all these fancy platforms that you have. We created uh, T2T Pro and um, it allowed people to trade intraday or uh, intragame. And um, the only thing that it, it started to take off, except George Bush came out and said, anybody <laughs> that's involved in Internet wagering on sports is going to jail. And uh, so Rob and I closed the company down. <laughs> you shut it down right there. It was like a five-minute decision. Uh, <laughs> and then Rob pivoted. Uh, he's still involved with that. He pivoted uh, to the mortgage industry, right? You talk yeah, about those are hand in hand, right? you know, yes, gambling, the Canadian mortgage, mortgage industry. And uh, <laughs> the other day I asked him about interest rates and uh, where they were going. And I didn't want to hear his response, but I'll let Rob give it. Where are interest rates going? U.S., Canada, well, you know, whatever. What, uh, where are they going, Rob? Well, I, I was hoping you guys would tell me that. That's why I was tuning in this morning. <laughs> I need something to write higher, about later higher. today. <laughs> oh, where yeah. are rates going? Rates are going up, you know, until this little inflation problem is uh, sorted itself out. And, uh, you know, so I primarily look at the Canadian market because, um, you know, Canada leads the world in, in all things interest rates, of course. <laughs> um, but no, uh, you know, first quarter uh, rates are probably going up uh, through the first quarter, if you believe the market. And, you know, who else do we have to believe uh, other than uh, the futures market and the OIS markets and whatnot and, and what uh, market participants think of rates? Because really no one knows, like not even the Fed knows, not even the Bank of Canada know. Uh, where rates will be truly uh, six months from now. They don't know what they have to do because they don't know what's going to happen with inflation. What happens if we get another oil shock? You know, uh, what happens, in, you know, if so we, we got a bunch of easy comps coming up, um, especially in Canada uh, through the end of this year. So there's a really good chance, I think, that inflation could surprise some people in the next few months. Uh, worry some people, maybe uh, kind of freak out markets a little bit. And uh, so. Yeah, that's my positive take for the morning. Give me, give me the analogy that uh, that you gave me in the email for the future course of interest rates. 
I can't remember what I wrote five minutes ago. Uh, well, 80s. Older. 80s. You said uh, back to the levels that we saw in the 1980s. Well, you know, not the, the pure interest rate levels, but, you know, we're seeing uh, relative increases in rates uh, that we haven't seen in decades. Um, you know, so and, and that's important because, uh, you know, rates are obviously starting from a much lower level. Um, but when you see rates double uh, today, um, you know, that's uh, not exactly like rates doubling in uh, the set late 70s and 80s, uh, but it's very impactful today because, you know, depending on who you ask, uh, sensitivity to interest rates uh, is at least two to three times more today. So, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, pound for pound impact, uh, the hikes uh, right now are, are having a material effect on consumers. Well, that's what I've been wondering. When does this start to actually show up? Because you've raised interest rates obviously your mortgage payment goes up it's not like you stop spending immediately you know like i've said you know this kind of like you know but my, my whole thought process is first you probably well you're not buying those toys maybe you're not going on that trip maybe you're not going out for a fancy dinner maybe you're turned around the next step and you're selling some of your toys you know and then eventually maybe you're racking up your credit card debt how long does the whole process take before actually people are really feeling the pinch yeah, you know, it, monetary policy operates with a lag, you know, anywhere from uh, 12 to 18 months, they say. I honestly think that, you know, that lag has come down. It's become more compressed. I think we're seeing business cycles uh, accelerate a little bit. Rate hike cycles and rate cut cycles have more effect quicker uh, because, you know, people are more leveraged um, and the economy uh, is, is smarter. Like people can price things in quicker. Um, you know, you see what happens to stocks when there's like a little ray of light, right? Uh, I mean, we go up, you know, like uh, 10% in no time. Um, and, and this is what's happening, I think, even with like consumers, right? Um, normally, like wages, for example, they take a little time uh, to start building, right? People have to uh, feel the pain of higher uh, inflation, and then they start asking their, uh, their boss for a raise. Uh, and that whole process can take, uh, you know, multiple quarters before we see a meaningful increase in wages. And, and now, you know, people are like reading in the papers about, you know, uh, everyone's switching jobs and you can work from home and there's tight labor markets and yada, yada. So it's just a more informed economy where I think the whole cycles are accelerating. All right. Okay. Well, Rob, Go ahead, Rob, I want to jump in here with uh, just a question on overall housing condition. You know, a lot of housing recession talk out there and a lot of people are starting to wonder, is this like 2008, 2009 kind of worrying? What do you think here? I don't think we have a 2008 issue because we don't have the... Uh you know, the same credit risk that we had back then, among many other things. Um, so this time around, though, you know, prices have doubled since 2013 on a national basis. And we're seeing uh, rate increases, the pace of rate increases that, you know, we haven't seen since the 90s. Um, so that's going to have an impact on people, you know. I mean, obviously, uh, and we're seeing things like interesting trends like rents uh, in many cities just surge because, you know, people are scared to buy or they can't qualify uh, for a mortgage. And, and all that stuff really, I don't think, has, has hit the market hard enough yet. You, you know, you have inflation or uh, uh, unemployment near the lows, and you need to see that start ticking higher before we see, you know, see some real uh, housing pain. Um, so it's, it's just going to take a little bit longer for, uh, you know, for us to see like material, uh, deterioration in, in the housing market, I think. 
One more, one more uh, stock recommend, uh, stock question, and then uh, we'll move on to the real reason I brought you on. Uh, so, what do you think of uh, something like uh, uh, United Mortgage or or uh, Rocket Companies? Uh, Rocket's a little bit more diversified there. If uh, if you don't want to uh, buy, sell, or hold, we'll make it easy for you. <laughs> well, I, I sure wouldn't be buying uh, those stocks until you know we see. Uh, the market pricing in a top, a, a, a definitive top in rates, right? Um, because I don't think it's safe to go back in the water when you don't know how much higher rates have to go. Um, because the higher they go, the more housing pain we have, um, you know, the more uh, pain mortgage originators have. And so, you know, yeah, I think you kind of have to hold off a little bit. Um, you know, we got uh, Powell coming out talking tough and, you know, uh, we're going to see what he does in the next few uh, rate meetings here. I think, you know, there's going to be some material uh, increases to rates. Markets looking at, you know, 4% uh, for a Fed funds rate. And, you know, you got to let that stuff, I think, uh, work its way through the system a little bit uh, and get to a point where the market's pricing in uh, maybe, you know, a top or, or even better uh, rate cuts a little nearer term. All right. So this guy, I mean, what a div- what a diverse guest we have here. That's not even the main reason I brought him on today. Uh, the main reason I brought him on today is uh, Rob's working on another project related to uh, sports wagering. And we talked a little bit uh, yesterday about it. Uh, but Rob is working on a site called DS- DFSHub.com. And it's daily fantasy sports. So First, Rob, explain the difference, you know, between like your regular fantasy sports that most people do and daily fantasy sports. Yeah, so regular fantasy football, and we focus on football because uh, that's, you know, like uh, 70% of the, the fantasy, uh, the DFS market, at least uh, in our little world. But, um, you know, the regular fantasy uh, player is looking at uh, picking up players and holding them for the season, maybe making some trades and whatnot. Daily fantasy sports is uh, for, uh, let's call it, uh, folks that want a little more action or maybe attention deficit uh, disorder uh, players, uh, people that need uh, to get immediate gratification. And that's why I love it. I mean, you know, DFS, you make your lineup uh, and every week you get, you know, got a blank slate. Uh, you can pick new, 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 uh, new teams, new players. So we tried to uh, basically level the playing field with DFS hub and, and we Trying to do that because the pros, just like stocks, right? Just like commodities, the pros dominate, right? Uh, and so to compete with them, you got to have pro-level data. You got to have pro-level news. So we try to take, you know, the best data and the best news, put it all uh, in one place, accessible in one page, and then educate people about uh, which stats matter and to help them pick more profitable lineups. Okay. All right. And uh, the, the way you characterized it was the uh, the Bloomberg of NFL football, correct? That's a good analogy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, uh, and also talk about the percentages of people that are uh, playing regular fantasy sports. And where do you think the, the le- uh, you know, the migration is going towards daily fantasy sports? Yeah, well over 50 uh, million Americans are playing uh, fantasy sports. And, uh, you know, in the daily fantasy space, it's grown in leaps and bounds um, because, uh, you know, people just want that more immediate gratification. You get uh, about 15 million Americans playing uh, daily fantasy sports, uh, specifically in the NFL. 
Um, and so that's that number's just growing like leaps and bounds every year. Rob, we had a guest I, on yesterday. I just want to jump ahead. in here because Joel Joel loves interviewing you, so he takes over the whole interview. <laughs> I, I want to jump I, in. I talk too much? Wow. <laughs> I always talk too much. I, we had a guest on yesterday. He was talking about gambling and saying one thing is vices are recession-proof. What are your thoughts here with obviously starting you know gambling business going into a recession? Yeah, well, hey, listen, you play fantasy football and you, you take your mind off the fact that inflation's at eight and a half percent. You know, maybe you don't uh, play that twenty five dollar uh, bet. Maybe you only, you know, bet five bucks, um, but, uh, give, you know, it gives people a diversion. Um, people are very competitive by nature and they um, it's a hobby. Um, you know, you can try and prove you're smarter than the next guy. So none of that stuff changes when, uh, you know, interest rates go up 200 basis points. And you're launching, you're still in beta, you're launching, where, where are you at on it? Yeah, still in beta, and uh, we uh, just trying to fine-tune it, getting a lot of user feedback and trying to incorporate that. And, uh, yeah, things are coming along, though. We've been doing this for about three years. When are you adding hockey? That's what I want to know. Canada. <laughs> Give Canada some love here. When's, when's hockey coming out? Uh, yeah. uh... You got to quantify that market for me, Denny. <laughs> We're stick with the NFL. There's yeah, a more I love think, for the NFL than there is for the NHL. I think one of the biggest things that you'll see is that uh, you know when you're doing Danny uh, daily fantasy sports, you really want to have the edge in knowing the statistical data behind who you're picking, right? And uh, a lot of uh, I think, and at least in daily fantasy sports, and Rob, you can give. A comment on this i think it's a lot of it is not just only selecting the top players right you you have a certain amount of money so you're gonna have to select one of these picks that could potentially be a breakout that week and that's why you probably need some statistical data to kind of help you have an edge here in picking that uh kind of boom for the week yeah you know it's kind of like the stock market fantasy is becoming especially daily fantasy becoming very efficient a lot of smart people, a lot of systems, a lot of models behind the scenes. You know, it's like, remember when trading used to be fun before the computers came to town? Um, (laughs) Well, you know, the computers are coming to town in DFS and you want to compete. I mean, you know, you can do pure quant models uh, or you can do more uh, qualitative models. And that's kind of what we focus on, the qualitative stuff. We got more news than anyone else when it comes to DFS hub or DFS uh, news, you know, 4,500 plus news sources. And and there's gems in there. You know, you can pan the, the news for gold every day. Most people, you know, go with their gut. You know, they pick their nine player uh, lineup based on who they think is going to uh, do well. And people have all kinds of biases, right? Like, I mean, uh, you know, receiver did great the last few weeks. So, you think, you know, you think he's going to do great this week. And and there's just so many uh, fallacies there. And so we try to help people sort out all that stuff. All right. Uh, so uh, I've been collaborating with Rob on a little of this of one of my buddies and uh I don't go out on uh, the sports fantasy limb very much, but uh, I was talking uh, with one of my buddies, and uh, I, I got a I got a hot one for you guys this week. For I don't know if, uh, if you're going to be your quarterback for the whole year, but and Rob knows what I'm going to say. I think you go with I go with uh, if I was doing this, if I signed up to the site, I'd be going with Baker Mayfield as my quarterback. Baker, yes, Baker Wayne Mayfield. Baker, yeah, <laughs> and you know why, Mitch? Why? He's going against his former team, which is an absolute wreck. The Cleveland Browns, 
They dumped him. They brought on Deshaun Watson. He's got revenge. He's got he's hopefully he's okay. fully healthy. So you, you guys heard it here first, man. Baker go. Mayfield. I don't know. I'll have to figure out the site just to do this. But uh Rob Joel, is I, I just had sorry, I, I had to scroll down about a half hour on my list to find Baker Mayfield. Where the hell yeah, is he's that? cheap. I'll tell you that 50, much. Fifty three hundred bucks. You are the king of value, brother. There That's we value, go. the value there pick go. there. I might, have to start, I might have to start uh um uh, writing for the site. Uh, but anyways, uh, Rob McLister, uh, I put a, a promo code in there for you guys to use oh, to try out go. the site. Get in there. So Diversified Rob, he's the editor of Mortgage Logic News. He appears on Canadian television talking about mortgage interest rates. So we're going to big Rob on again to talk about interest rates. And then he's the founder of uh, DFSHub.com, a daily fantasy sports and uh Rob, I don't know if you're coming up to this area at all, but um, I got, I got, um, I got, I got some inside on some Lions tickets. So if you hey, if you're coming up you for go. a game, uh, I'll be able to get you in. So uh, if they can pull out the first one. I'll be on the next flight. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens there. Rob appreciate Nick you, Lister. Rob. Thanks for joining us, Rob. Thanks, Thanks for Rob. having me, guys. Thanks. All right, there you guys have it. Definitely, I put up the link also in the chat if you guys want to go ahead and check it on out. You guys can get a uh, – one thing is you just log in, trial, check out the platform. Tell me what you guys think. All right, let's keep going here. Let's take a look at some different stocks on out there. How's the overall market doing hanging in Oh, here? chop, still chop, chop, chop. I don't know what chop, I'm going to do today. Chop, this chop, is, chop. Yeah, we were under – I what I want, and you know, I, I you know, with Mitch, and you know, I try to be balanced on this show, right? You know, yeah, two yeah. bears, two bulls. And actually, it's funny that <laughs> I, I'm I'm just such a I'm a Dennis knows me from like I'm like a perma bull, even though like I have my percentage of money in the market. There are other reasons why I don't sell. So, but you guys are so bearish all the time. I just have to take the other side of the other side of the trade just to be a contrarian. And I'm not going to talk about the high. I'm not going to talk about the low. I just would like to see us close green on the session. I don't even care if it's only one tick at uh, 39.1075. If we could just close green, just, you know, just after these choppy days, then you'll have two closes in the same area. If we don't take out today's low, you have a pair of lows to lean on. So that, that's what I'm hoping for. Who knows what's going to happen, but uh, back to stocks. Disaster stock of the day, Newell Brands cutting their Q3 EPS here, cutting EPS uh, from uh, 50 cents on the low end to 54 cents on the high end to now on the low end to 46 cents and 51 cents on the high end. They cut net sales guidance from 2.39 billion to a high of 2.5 billion to now 2.21 2.21 and a high of 2.39 uh 32. So even the high is lower than the low on the <laughs> guidance. And so there you guys see it also cutting news. full year 22 EPS guidance, cutting sales guidance. So pretty much cutting everything here. Newell brands. These are not the stocks you're looking for. Stocks making new lows on the move, new 52-week lows. New multi-year lows. I'm going back on the chart. I get it to 2020, ten dollars. Then we had the big COVID bump where everybody is going to stay at home and just organize their uh, pantry for the next uh, rest of their lives, and that obviously didn't happen. And now we've come off substantially. So, NWL, TUP. No, thank you. 
How about for our old timers in the chat here? What was the old stop symbol? Dennis, don't say anything. What was the old stock symbol for this? Going back, uh, going back several years. Uh, we should um, maybe uh, Jay Rice will get this, or I don't know who our other old timers. I think he's the only one we have in here over fifty. But man, he's giving you out like that, Jay. He's just putting you it's out. Better like over fifty? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Uh, Actually, on. I'm almost 50. That's 50 is the new 30. It's okay. Spinner. Oh, that's what it is. Come on, give me the old stock symbol, folks. I'll it, tell you it, one they, thing. They I don't know it. I didn't it's even another know stock thing. today. Who do I say that they, they make things too good and you don't have to buy them that very often? I'll give. No, it's not Tupperware. Come on. What do you guys get your? What do you guys get your uh, your garbage cans? Is it, Come on. Come on now. I don't know. Is it the jeans? Is it the that, Dennis, you know what I'm talking about? No, you've lost me now. This is oh a horrible Oh, my gosh. Chance. Okay, oh. we're going to stay here past 9 o'clock. Until Welcome to Joel. There we L. go. E2 Computers. Our bot got it. Rubbermaid. There RBD. it is. Rubbermaid. Yeah. Rubbermaid. Yeah, Rubbermaid. Yeah, you buy those garbage. It, it was RBD, I believe. There used to be a – well, now the chat's waking up. So, okay. Um, you went to 10. You went to 30. You're back under 20. <laughs> Wake me up. Several down days in this one. Uh, that's spiking the pre-market low since it's a, you know, a lower price stock. Um, I'll give you that as a target. If I was short, I'd be having my bid out there at 1570 pre-market low, uh, 1567. And I just wanted to bring up another stock that I, that Dennis brought up in the pre pre-market show that I have not been keeping an eye on. Have you guys seen triple M? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the hardest hit down on the hard side. Shows up on my trash, on my trash can. Holy mackerel. <laughs> Trashiest of trash right now. Yeah. Oh, they got wow. problems, man. They got lawsuits coming at them for earplugs, the- sold to the U.S. Army. <laughs> to the Army, yeah. Major, oh. major lawsuits here happening. And this is yeah. why, you know, they could be liable. I think it said for as much as $100 billion here. So Ouch. this is why the stock has just been epically collapsing here over the course of the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's tough, you know. You think, okay, yeah, there's value here, but you got to pay out a hundred billion dollars, and I don't know where that comes down to the bottom line. But it's not good if you own it. So one sixteen, eventually there will be a bottom here. But I want to see, you know, this case get settled before I start jumping in. Twenty twenty low was one fourteen. That's a logical bounce point. But again, headline risk here is in nothing short of incredible when you're talking about lawsuits with, you know, earplugs, faulty default ear plugs to the u.s army it sounds like about the worst thing you could be doing so i think lawsuits are coming at them for a while here and that's not good for the stock joe i don't know if you want to give some levels go ahead finish up on on no i mean uh, yeah i'll give a four star to that to that level that um that dennis gave the the covid low and that came in at uh 14 uh what was the covid low here Oh, that's oh, I'm at triple M. Uh, you guys want lows? Uh, the the COVID low at triple M is fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. Uh, one fourteen point oh four. So you could use that. Um, gonna have to sell a lot of tape. Uh, but the the thing is, the concerning is that they they settled one lawsuit for seventy seven million. So if there's three thousand lawsuits. Then don't guys, add a math up. Yeah, don't don't add it up. Don't add it up if you're lying. <laughs> but uh, anyways, that's uh, taking a look at some of your boring staple stocks that I guess are not so boring as of late. No. I'll, I'll give you some of the stocks that are the hardest hit on RSI on the S and P 500. So these are going to be yeah, weak dude, that's stocks. Fun. 
Um, so triple M comes up here because it's under, uh, it's in the single digits, very rare stocks get in single digits. Wow. Um, so that's 9.3. Can you show us that? Show us that on the, on yeah, the other side you. chart. Bring I it got up. You. Um, I can show you on the chart and also my, my, uh, scanner here that I have. Um, all right, so here's I have the a scanner. That's fun. Yeah. I have a scanner here on the right hand side and this is all kind of S and P five week of companies. the week. Only like S&P 500. The trash of the trash. So you We're, could see it's really down there. It's it's gotten destroyed there. So uh, let's go ahead up and bring up the scanner. Uh, I'll come. I'll run through a couple of these. These are all so, these are all the weakest RSI yes, readings you've got. The here? weakest RSI readings. What There's do you got? Salesforce. What, what, what's the best, What's the what's the weakest of the week? Adobe. Adobe starts at Adobe. Off. Adobe is as weak as can be. It's down to two point six four. The reading doesn't even go to zero, guys. So it can't it can't go to zero. It's bounded. So um, this is just as bad as it gets. So it's this, gotta rebound, right, Mitch? <laughs> it can, at least, it, what does it show you is that sooner or later you you'll probably get a little bit of a rebound. But at least in the time being, if you're seeing two stocks that are very similar in in this area in this scanner, that would concern me. Adobe and Salesforce show up here, so that Cloud. concerns me. That shows Don't me that I would not want to be. August. I would Don't not want to be, be long hanging out in the cloud. These, yeah, cloud stocks. This does not look good here. And then another cloud stock, our leader, right? Microsoft shows up here. Oh, it's been ugly, Joel. Ugly, ugly, I ugly. I, I talked about that. this on at the close. If we break this trend line here, that's right around the two fifties. Watch out. That's as long term trend as it gets. Not, not a cheap stock either. What's the multiple on Microsoft? It's not cheap. Is the problem. Yeah, uh, I can take a look at it. I just have to pull up my pro. I can grab it too. Yeah, let me grab my pro. But, but Microsoft is not cheap. It's been given a pass as much as Apple has. It's been getting a pass here. And I think it's like 24. I have 25, but it could probably be a little same bit Same as Apple, than that. 24, 25 times earnings. I got the same argument. Had Microsoft, long time in the long-term invest portfolio. It was Josh that got me in there. Ben Zink, Jason Razik. So Josh was on the show. Remember it, Josh? On? Yeah, I remember. And he gave a stock pick. It, it was. We had Jason yeah. and Josh on the show. And Josh was on. And Josh he was in the background. And he's like, what stock do you like? Jason asked me. He said, Microsoft. And I bought Microsoft $151 that afternoon because Josh Rasnick recommended it on our show. And it went to $300. So good pick, Josh. Yeah, $350. Was, it went to $350. Next Josh. Josh. He was thinking solid. Xbox. Xbox got you a little bit of yeah. profits there. We don't really talk and I just about sold it. So I sold it out because I'm feeling like the multiple 25, 26 times isn't justified. I didn't even hedge this. I flat out sold it, took the gain. Oh, it's going to be a tough tax bill this year. 200 and I think I sold around 270. So I didn't get to 350. That would have been nice. But I think I got around 270. How far out did you go on your Apple hedge? Uh, January. Oh, January. Yeah, I did the conversion. So I'm completely hedged, like like market neutral position on it. So I might lift it, haven't decided, but right now completely market neutral. Did the calls and the puts. Okay. All right. So are, uh, anything else stocks? we want to we want to sneak in? Uh, yeah, those are the else stocks here? that are beating down the most. The last thing I'll give is uh, let's do RKLB because um, it wasn't the biggest news, but it was getting a little bit of lift in the pre-market. Rocket Lab signing an agreement with the U.S. Transportation Command to explore using neutron and electron rockets to deliver cargoes around the world. So this is uh, kind of a government deal here, and so it kind of gave them a little bit of a lift on the long term, but 
I honestly, space is not where I want to be in right now. Yeah, um, and little so, stocks getting lifts on this. I have no idea. Sometimes this stuff can go. It doesn't look like it's going. The headline came out last night. It hasn't really gone anywhere here. So looks like a nothing burger to me. Somebody asked about Shopify. I'm going to steal with Dennis with the steal let's here. Let's go. So you did take out the 30. Very interesting here yeah, now, you Joel. Took it out. But you're still hanging out. So you could have the old Gil Morales undercut and rally trick. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but it's also not going to breach support. I'm throwing it to my technical analyst, Joel Alconin. <laughs> Uh, what's he man. doing on Shopify at $30? It's hung out here too long, though. Yeah, I feel it, like it's, it's hung out here too long. Show me some closes over 30. You know, now that you've broken it and, you know, you you broke it and you rebounded it okay. But now it's like, oh, the, now all the people that, you know, bought it in 30 in June and July and August and then September, they're like, oh, I'm going to scratch this one. I just, you know, if I could scratch this at 30, I'll reevaluate. So, um, I, that's what you need. And I don't know what kind of, I don't know who's going to upgrade it. I don't know what the market's going to do. Yeah. I don't know when their earnings are, but now that it's breached it, I mean, you can always lean on, you know, the low from yesterday, but I'd rather it show a little bit of strength and get some closes over 30. So 901, I got a hop triple D. I'll be yeah, checking would... in with you at uh, two o'clock today and, uh, everyone go out to get them. Great job today, Mitch. Awesome. Uh, definitely check out pre-market prep plus so you guys can keep up with Joel Alcon. And, and uh, one thing that I'm worried about, I'll let you get on out of here, Dennis. Uh, but definitely one thing that I'm worried about, guys, is that I feel like there was a lot of people that opened up positions that probably were deep into the green when we had this kind of boom. And then when the market's coming down, they're kind of waiting to see if it's going to come up. I wonder if today is the day that you start seeing these bulls get cracked because Let's say if you got long shop, right, and you had that bottom entry and you got it after the split and you got around here the $30 and you saw it go back up there towards 40, you were up 40%. Now you're right back towards break even. And if it cracks down towards, let's say, 27, 28, can those traders really hold on? Will the bulls kind of hold on even if the lows are starting to crack? That's why I'm going to be watching stocks like ARKK, the ETF, to see if growth can bounce today. If we just start cracking hard on these, this is when I think that the bulls can start giving up. And so what have we been looking for is a capitulation low, right? A lot of that comes when the bulls give up and the sellers take control. So uh, there's just something to kind of call on out there. Not saying that's going to happen today, but it's something to keep on watch because I do think that a lot of bulls got into this market and now can get trapped if we start breaking through those lows that you're seeing on the daily charts. So we'll see what happens today. And like always, come on over to live trading so that you guys can stay with some live trading action. There's not enough of you guys coming over to the live trading stream. We're, we're just killing it. I, I got to be as honest as can be. Zunaid, I, and Ryan definitely destroying it in the markets, doing a little bit of live trading action for you guys. So if you want to come on over, Join on up. You don't got to go anywhere. This will redirect you right to it. If not, just click that thumbnail that you guys see pop on up and come on over to live trading. I'll see you guys on over there. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.